Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Yeah, it's the Ice Cream Social, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody, welcome to the Ice Cream Social. I'm Paul Mattingly. I'm Matt Donnelly. And on our show today is... <laughs> on our show today is... Uh, is uh, a helium expert who uh, brought us a sample can. <laughs> We've been... Uh, Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not him on helium. He's just an elf. That's just... That's how he is, yeah. <laughs> his, his name is Helium, the elf. Uh, we brought back our good friend Eric Jeffers for show number two mm-hmm. with Eric part two. Mostly because I'd already written the title card. <laughs> I need to fill it in. That's a big part of it. With stuff. It was supposed to be another Eric. I was the <laughs> second choice. Um, we uh, were so happy to have Eric back, and also because like we had such a touchy-feely episode with him. Did we like, ever? I would uh, listen to that. Re- I re-listened to that episode, curling up, crying on the floor of my shower. Let's be clear, that wasn't me. That yeah, was, yeah, that was your stories. That <laughs> yeah, got a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you touchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found like no sympathetic entry into any story you told last time you were on. Oh. I just was, <laughs> I was just cold and and I just detached from everything you talked about in your last episode. Yeah. But uh, uh, we uh, that's we how had Matt, him back. That's how Matt gives advice. We we didn't. Uh, that is uh, that actually cold is true. Cold and unattached is the best way to give advice, and that is true. Um, especially if you give bad advice, not not bad advice. Uh, advice that says something bad. Not the thing about it, bad advice is sort of only in hindsight. It's like oh, if yeah. you tell something really well intentioned but it goes the other way, yeah. then they get to blame you. It's it wasn't it's only in hindsight that it's something bad advice. Unless they're truly giving you bad advice. Like you should smoke crack. Should right. I, that's is bad it, advice. I, it, Not even I, in hindsight. You think? Is there is there a positive outcome for there smoking must be the rock? An upside? I a can't. lot of people do it. Well, <laughs> a lot of people right outside this theater. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Inspire Theater. In Thanks, downtown, Inspire. Las Vegas, <laughs> right in the heart of Fremont. Home of crack. <laughs> no, this theater, state of the art, beautiful. A lot of lot of great locals come here. So nice. And then you cross the street There's into the old Fremont Street experience, and you see what some might label celebrity impersonators. And others might uh, label Iron Man in okay. a diaper. On that note, <laughs> but not about downtown, yeah. I drove onto the Strip on a Friday at like 11.30 for the first time in four years because you figure out really quick in Vegas. What are you, you doing? Moved here not to do are that. I had crazy? to. I had to. So the number of people in costumes. Yeah. Like it is mm-hmm. exploded. Well, it, it exploded is. in 2009. There was a group of like six minions from whatever that movie is, the children's animated Despicable movie. Despicable Me. Yeah. Like there were like six of them in front of the Baggio together. They may have been having a turf war. I don't know. But I was doing promotions. They do. Yeah. They do turf war. I was doing promotions uh, and right by the Harrah's and the, uh, what's the new casino now? It's not. Uh, oh, yeah. The Link. The, the Link. Qu- the, quad. the Link. The Quad is, yeah. the, is the casino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right around that loop. Um, and there was a guy that showed up every day. One dressed, one was a uh, a Mexican gentleman who dressed like um, Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. I thought you said one. I thought you were saying one dressed up like a Mexican gentleman. No, 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 <laughs> no. I don't always pose for photographs, <laughs> but when I do, <laughs> right, dude, who's I not? Wh- why is somebody not doing the Dosakis guy? That is a good costume to be the world's most interesting man, dude. Mint print money. That is a good idea. 
All right, guys. Guys, this is our last podcast yeah. that we are about to go on the street and pose as the Dezekis guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. We solved it. We solved so it. So next to him, always, next to him, always, was a guy who was constantly smoking cigarettes with greasy hair, wearing uh, wings, costume wings that you strap over the shoulders, and a diaper. As a Cupid. As a Cupid. But no arrows, no bow, just just the wings, the diaper, just wings it, just a little cigarette. Angel. And he had like blackened teeth. Uh, truly blackened? Truly blackened teeth. Be real life. Real life. These real are life rotten horrors. teeth. Yeah. Like costume shops don't hold a candle to this guy's real mouth. <laughs> and then he would sit next to Mexican Zach Galifianakis. And then people would walk by and he would just point at them really creepily and like wave them over. And once in a while, I would watch this work. People would just go, oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. And then they just come over and take pictures and hand the guy money. Yeah. And then I was like, who goes near that guy? And why are those two work with each other? They're, they're, their costumes don't companion each other in any way. Yeah. Hangover Zach Galifianakis mm. and Rotten Teeth Angel. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Uh, I'm hung sell up. It? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What, no, what? I was just going to say, I keep getting hung up on, I know you're saying a what you imagine is a Mexican person playing Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. I like the idea of a Mexican Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. The, the Mexican knockoff version that would of be Zach great. Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. But uh, <laughs> I, pull that I off. don't. Here's uh, what sells it for me with the other guy. <laughs> okay. If he gets a large copy or even the vinyl album cover from uh, Van Halen's 1984 <laughs> and pretends to be the grown-up version <laughs> of the kid of the angel baby with that the, is who's a smoking. Really funny that is, idea. That is actually, really good. <laughs> okay, so here's where it got even creepier. Right, mm -hmm. it was one day that guy uh, didn't show up. The and smoking some, guy. Some other really skinny, dirty, greasy guy with different colored hair showed up with the exact same outfit. So that means this guy is sharing an outfit. Is sharing an outfit and has, or he was murdered. Enough, and his outfit. No, was he was stolen. back the next day. He's back the next day. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, he jumped, jumped his money making. Yeah, it was like real celebrity impersonator mafia happening down. <laughs> Six there's, impersonators. There's, there's one creepy one black and tooth baby on the strip. <laughs> That's it. Oh. We told you once. But this guy who seems like he's drug addled and homeless. Has an understudy. He has. <laughs> or a franchise. <laughs> or, or, or a franchise. Like, there's something much more industrious happening. And it was Wouldn't just a Wouldn't you scary be surprised thought. to know? It's like Santa Claus school. The whole back alley back there. Is it okay, angel babies. Are you ready to work today? I, I will confess to having and, and enjoy, seeing and enjoying the first Hangover. I did not see either sequels. Is there a possible there's a joke in one of them? That related to no. Scary Baby? No. 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 Nope. Jacob's saying no. Nope. No. All right. No. Um, the the thing is that, like, I've thought about it, especially, like, there have been times where I really wanted to work or have flexible work hours. So you think, like, I, I have enough guts to pose for pictures. I've gone out there with my friend, your friend, Dustin. Yeah. He would do the Yoda bit. Yeah, he, he poses Yoda. And I would stand out there and be, you know, just For PSS like fans, we were talking about y Dustin Knauss, the Dustin Knauss. Yes, he would be Pencil Yoda in his little Quiddler-sized Yoda outfit. Yeah. And I would just stand out there. I did a couple of shifts with him where I'd just stand out there and just be his don't-let-anybody-mess-with-him guy. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, you know. 
I can't think. Wait, I, wait. Just to move on with uh, Paul's riffing on these. Mm. Next time Dustin does it, do it at night. Get some glow in the dark robes. <laughs> we did Stand it at night. Next to him. Yeah, we <laughs> did it at night. I should have. I should have been all. The, the, the what is it? The death ver after one of them. I could have been died. a glowy. I could have yeah, been a glowy, glowing, a glowing dead a glowy Jedi over Jedi. his shoulder. I yeah. would take a picture with that. <laughs> I, yeah, glowy dead Jedi would be an awesome one. What did you pose as? A guy watching over Yoda. Okay. <laughs> I wore my stormtrooper jacket. That seems weak. It was weak. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't in the mix. I stood back. Watch the tape player that had the loop of uh, the Star Wars theme on it. I just want to say, the, the entrance to this story was, I said, I always thought about posing for photographs, and then you launched into this like hey you man, had posed hey man, for photographs. Hey, man, 10 years of Klingon. Don't yeah. even get me started. Yeah, I've <laughs> posed for Kling for photographs in alien costumes before. Yeah, I've done it once or twice. Yes, I went and helped a friend watch him for an evening or two. Sorry I wasn't committed to the bit. Say that all again in Klingon. Watch. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna say it. I'm just gonna insult you. Uh, my, fair my, my fist is <laughs> my hands instinctively became fists as soon as you started. <laughs> yeah, it's the warrior's language, man. By you the can't way, help it. Makes your blood way, boil. Ten years of Klingon is actually what uh, Steve McQueen's gonna direct next. <laughs> Steve McQueen's already attached to Ten Years of Klingon. I was born in Quinlot. <laughs> Capital city of Kronos. And there I was taught the warrior way. Just, let's just spend the next hour casting this. I joined <laughs> the Empire and for a decade I served aboard my bird of prey, the Yichjech. I rose in the ranks quickly, as one does when he kills his superiors. <laughs> and soon enough I was captain. And those were my ten years of Klingon. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Benedict Cumberbatch in both versions. <laughs> Not perfectly fits in. I would have loved I would have loved if they'd made him a Klingon. He would have been so much better as a Klingon than the bullshit con thing. If you were to go out on the street, could you still get your Klingon shit together? Uh, I could figure it out in a couple of days. How long was days. your makeup process to get into that? I got to the point where I could do it street to street to show in forty five minutes. That's that's wow. needs need a little bit of assistance that's with some zipping in here and there. I've but seen photos of you all over the internet <laughs> as a Klingon. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's that's forty five minutes. Is impressive for that makeup. No, it is. Yeah, it's, it is. Well, I mean, but Michael Westmore himself actually came and helped us and gave us tips and things like that on how to do it. I'm and so I learned how to do it I better. Know who that better. is, and I'm guessing Matt's doing the same. Michael yep. Westmore. Yeah. Uh, Oscar and Emmy nominated and winning multiple times okay. over Westmore family of special effects and oh, he does all the yeah, yeah, yeah. he does I all the stuff. So well, love it or hate it, he's the reason everything's a bumpy head in in the yeah. Star Trek universe. Basically, every time it's an alien, oh, what's what's it got on its face? <laughs> <laughs> what's the bump on its face look like? Isn't there an episode <laughs> in the Next Generation where they? Maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, explain that because all of those races are descended from a common ancestor, like. Some, there's some well, I mean, there's you know everything's eventually from the founders, from the washboard race, the founders, which are Odo's people, <laughs> which were changing and shapeshifters. Oh, uh, that's it. They yeah. seeded the. They seeded the. That's from Deep Space Nine. Right. Well, a little, a little touch of it in Next Gen too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Matt's Eric, asleep. Matt's asleep with his fence, fist uh, clenched. It's very weird. <laughs> uh, Eric, if if you were to go on the street and pose for photographs, what would be your bit? 
Oh, that's a good. I don't. I don't know. I literally tried I to have, think of this and I couldn't it. come up with one for myself. That was interesting. I came up with Paul Bunyan, which okay. no one cares about. I don't think anyone wants to pay for pictures with Paul Bunyan. Well, wait. Do, do, I'll, I'll ask you to define the parameters. Like, if I wanted to think of something that would actually work and that people would like, right. make a line yes. to form, or mm-hmm. something that would amuse me and my friends, those are two very different things. I want both answers. I know what I would do now. Yeah, I would do a fifty-dollar bill. I'd be a fifty-dollar bill. Just a giant bill. Giant bill. My face would come out of the portrait, so I'd only have to put green paint on my face. <laughs> and my hands to stick out of the to stick outside of the of the bill, and then I could just drape like a flashy curtain in front of my body. You would have competition. <laughs> There's someone who does their face in a giant dollar bill. Yep. What? Yep. yep. Oh, boo! <laughs> well, beat to the punch. I, I can't. I'd say be I, a fifty though. I. I <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you have your own <laughs> bit. You have your own bit. There's like four jokers. There's nothing that says you can't have competition. There's like four guys that walk around <laughs> specifically as as the Joker from The Dark Knight. How about Heath Ledger, is anybody Heath Ledger Joker. is anybody going around as the Joker's penis? <laughs> no, no. Is that okay? Dibs, dibs. <laughs> I uh, I also thought of doing Kevin Smith, but yeah, I thought sure. no one's going to pay to pose. You for can't that. do it without a uh, Jason Muse. I think I need a sound. You have Bob. to have a Jason Muse. You could you could well, then, well, you, you could then angrily decide you weren't going to pose for pictures anymore, and then decide you were going to pose for pictures <laughs> again, and then decide again that you weren't, and then tweet that you were going to pose for. All right, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm bagging on Kevin Smith. There's no reason, no reason. that I'm bagging on Kevin. Well, uh, Jacob, wow. you kind of look like J Muse. Do you want to be my? Do you want to be my J to my Silent Bob? <laughs> I'm just street? quietly now, thankful see, no, that you different. didn't recognize me in my angel wings and diapers. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> <laughs> Not only are we using his equipment, but he had the funniest joke of the podcast. Got the bits, man. We are screwed. What are we even doing this for? Why did we try? When Jacob you only say has. three things an episode, <laughs> because we do it because crack is expensive. That's right. <laughs> That's not what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I hear. You hear crack is and that's cheap. That's not what yeah. I see on the streets. Cheap crack. Cheap crack. What's a, w- give me an answer, Eric? What oh, would be one? Uh, as far as what, like what would be profitable, I, I really don't know. Uh, like to amuse me and my friends, I don't know. I uh, what did I just saw the what was the new Wes Anderson one? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 Bali Hotel of no, whatever it was. But uh, well, I'm a fan of some of the, his movies, and I, yeah. I think like you could d- if you got five people together and did the Royal Tenenbaums, oh, and have one person post. like that would be funny to me. Because, yeah, but like, you're so only gonna get five. That's people what I mean. Exactly. It would not maybe be, even know what it is, yeah. but they'd be loyal. They'd they would. They would keep day. coming back. They, you would, and you would, even as the quality of the photos. And vary, you might get a twenty. Back. You might get a twenty if you get some uh, serious hipster, you know, trust fund baby coming up. And be like, oh, those, wow. those people don't tip. Wow, Tannen, you're right. They don't. <laughs> wow, Tannen bombs. I'll tell you what. I was in the. I was in a bar. Our friend uh, uh, Flamingo uh, owns a karaoke bar on the Strip. We yes. know this. We used to go there after we yes. had our show. He's a fun um, character. The, the, the uh, Celebrity Tarot Lounge. We used to go to his his bar afterward and he loved the guy who played the joker on the strip he loved that guy and this guy was great i don't know his real name he was just the joker he was the guy who did the heath leather ledger heath joker. Ledger, he, he yeah. really looked it he looks it i mean he gets the he has the face prosthetic he uh to look joker like his hair he dyes his hair green in that greasy way that Heath ledger yep. did mm-hmm. he sounds he really just like him yeah. he memorizes all the lines and what he does when the people approach him for photos he says, oh, you get your cameras out. You can make video. You can do whatever. I'll say whatever you want to whoever you want. He starts naming off the quotes. And then he says, just give me 20 bucks. And he, and he just names the 20 bucks and just tells everyone to take as much as you can for the 20 bucks. And he argues from the price backwards. Super smart. Right. Like 
totally super smart street performing technique to do it that way. And he said on a good night on Fremont Street on a weekend night, he he can make up to like five hundred bucks in cash. Mm -hmm. I um I can uh, see that. I don't know about now. It's pretty. The market's pretty good. It is. Well, but he is great. Right. He walks no, a really around. good one. So, like, not you or I would never come close to making 500 bucks. Like, he no. walks like him. He carries a shotgun, which I don't know how the fuck he gets away with that uh, in real shotgun. life. Mm -hmm. He walks around with a realistic-looking shotgun. He walks like Heath Ledger walks. And as soon as he starts talking, he sounds like Heath Ledger from Dark Returns. I mean, the guy is the uh, Michael Jordan of well, celebrity personages in the well, strip. On the strip, maybe. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I, w I worked on. Uh, I worked at a theater right on Hollywood Boulevard at the. the I'm trying to remember right now. Someone who tweeted one time and made me laugh so hard. I am the Michael Jordan of not being good at basketball. <laughs> 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 one of my favorite tweets. That's a good one. Go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, no, no, no. I worked uh, not on Hollywood Boulevard. At the, yeah, the, yeah. The now Dolby Theater it was the Kodak. I was in a show there for a year and a half. And oh right. So and they have every all the day on my way into work. Well, that's sort of where it started. I think that's why people know about it. There yes. was a documentary. I forget the title. I bet someone. I bet we don't. Yet, uh, Judging by your gesture and our response, I bet no, we don't. No. I so, bet we don't. So, no, there was a really great documentary. called uh, Something Heroes. Yeah, yeah. So Real it was a, they followed like five or six I think people it was called, on Hollywood Boulevard. I think it was called It's a Bird Impersonator. It's a Plane Impersonator. No, it's Superman Impersonator. Look, up in the sky. That was the original Faster title. than a pretend speeding bullet from a fake gun. More powerful than a train that was it's, it's, imagined. It's a fascinating movie, but there was it a guy. There was like a guy. I mean, speaking of the Michael yeah. Jordan of celebrity impersonators, who had built the most astonishing Transformers costume, mm -hmm. and I haven't seen any of the Michael Bay Transformers. He? he was Bumblebee, but it had he had built joints so that when yeah. he walked, there were articulating, moving pieces. And you uh -huh. could, when you got up close, you realized he'd built the thing. It was like random pieces of plastic from old packaging and stuff, and it was astonishing. Like I have. But and he always had people taking pictures of him. Mm -hmm. The thing about the eight LA, hulks that were creepy and terrifying, they rarely did. But but I believe it, it is regulated. Uh, no, not not exactly. They can't stand. There's a there's a line down Hollywood Boulevard that they are not allowed to cross. If they are on, if they are a certain distance from the buildings, mm -hmm. they're technically on public property. Oh, okay. And as much as the Chamber of Commerce in Hollywood wanted to get rid of them, they legally can't. That was like uh, I, when I was a kid, all the beaches were beach clubs in New Jersey. Right. And but but once you went to the ocean, like four feet, you were just in the ocean. So you could literally walk into a beach club, have someone yell, hey, hey, and you could run as a kid. You could run as fast as you can through a private beach club and have security people chase you. And you just go right to the ocean and dove in and That's then you get awesome. to turn around and give the bird to whoever chased you That's down the beach. That's pretty great. And as a, I did this, a I game, did these things. Right. Yeah. If you look at me, you were like, Matt, you ran as a kid? <laughs> yeah, but it's true. <laughs> at the time, I did. I ran I as a child. I outran people. <laughs> as a child, I could I run. could run into the ocean <laughs> and not be so out of breath that I would die immediately upon hitting the water. Now, now there'd just be a, pic just a, a, a big dripping heap three feet into the lobby going through an <laughs> asthma attack. <laughs> uh, uh, like, fuck you! <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> showed you. you uh, uh, Call an ambulance. Uh. Which way is the ocean? I'm so dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Eric Jeffers is here, everybody. <laughs> everybody, we got Eric on the panel. Eric, I, I had a funny thing happen. Eric got my back on social media recently. I tried to be, <laughs> I tried to be very specific about something. And then normally, here's the thing, like, I am not, I have a couple of rules about social media. 
Uh, one, I try to make a joke on there I every day. I don't talk about social media. I don't talk about first <laughs> rules. I don't talk about social media. <laughs> Second thing is, it's your first time on social media. You have to participate in social Actually, media. If it, uh, it, it works the opposite. What does he say in Fight Club? He's like, after a few nights at Fight Club, they're suddenly cut out of wood. The opposite happens. The yeah. more time you spend on social media, you go the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I, I mean, I've posted zero uh, stuff about the last election. Right. You know, like, I posted zero, zero. Status updates or tweets about. Oh, yeah, I we interrupted. Wait, what were your rules again? What was the first one? Uh, we... uh, the first one is don't bitch. Right. So I never, if I if I ever bitch yeah, about something, I turn it into a joke. It has to be a joke. It has Can't to be, be a, a straight joke. up complaint because it, it comes off complaint. so. Yeah. Right. That's a that's a good rule. And one is uh, I don't try to change uh, people I don't know's minds. Good call. That's Facebook. a really good call. That's a smart idea. And my third rule is I treat each person's page as if it is their living room right right good idea that is those are my those are my rules of social media those are good rules so if, to I, live if by. I wouldn't say that in their living room to their face if i'm at their house then i won't put it on their wall right there you go uh so i very carefully thought about i wanted to express thoughts about when i found out stephen colbert was going to take over the david letterman show right and i'm friends with a ton of comedy snobs all across the country. And this thing is still a year out. Yeah. Not right? just not just local comedy stuff. Not just good local comedy. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to actually see if I, I want to make sure I read mine directly because this ended up being a like over 100 okay. response. Okay. But here's Facebook the thing post. that we should probably say up front. I, I was. I, I was, was going to put it towards the end. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. Nope. No, go no, ahead. Right now. No, go ahead. So I, I, I did have your back. I did you have did your back, back, but then about halfway through my argument, <laughs> I misread. You fucked up. I fucked up big time. You fucked up. And and vigorously defended a point that no one made. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also, I was in the middle of a huge Facebook debate, which I hate getting wrapped up in, and I was in it deep. Yeah. And then I. A hundred posts. Yeah, that said, deep. people went after you. People for went sim- after your simple me. expression of people the original people post. Your post didn't. I've read it that was post. So innocuous. Absolutely. I'm trying innocuous. to find it right now, so I can read it word for word. Um, I wrote, uh, motherfucker, where is it? Nope. It's not Here what it I wrote. Is. I wrote, regardless of Colbert's success taking over Letterman's show, it's sad that the Colbert rapport is going away. There will never be another successful show like it. Talk show hosts, no matter how brilliant, are replaceable. You can't do another Colbert rapport. Release the hounds. This started a 104 <laughs> response thread on Facebook, people which people angry. interpreted as me being negative, as me doubting Colbert's ability to take over Letterman. Oh, no. What? People, Not at all. If anything, it was a testament to his genius. It was a two-step thing. They had to, one, shove words in my mouth, and then, two, take it the wrong way. Wow. They had to take the word they shoved into my mouth the wrong way, and that's exactly what happened. Weird. And so instead of just letting it go, or what I've done in the past, which is I hate Facebook debates so much, I usually in the past would have deleted the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Except for the fact that I got so many regular likes, I felt that the the, the majority of people who were reading it understood what I meant. Well, I have to admit, someone who reads your Twitter and your Facebook Mm -hmm. and so on, I was surprised when you waded in and basically started throwing elbows. I did. Totally justifiably. But it was unexpected. It was really out of character for you, at least on social media. Yes, in social media, I never debate. So when people started shoving words in my mouth, I said, "I guess everyone doesn't want. I guess everyone's insisting that I regard the regardless part." <laughs> I was like, "If I were to say that, that would be regarding Colbert's success taking over the Letterman Show." And I wrote, "Regardless." 
And man, did it get fucking nuts. Dude. That's but crazy. then the last half of it. Why would that get nuts? <laughs> Here's what's funny is that I got I was defending myself and then I got tired, and I went to bed because I'm a, I'm a uh, I have a baby that wakes me up at 7:30 in the morning. Right. I woke up to my email having 48 emails in my <laughs> inbox when oh. I woke up in the morning. <laughs> so people went to the length of just sending you an email beyond just no, say, that, like say that part again. People went to the length. Uh, of what's the first part? People? Nope. Just Eric Jeffers and Mike Cardella. <laughs> Just two people. <laughs> two people stayed up till 4 a.m. debating Back my debate. Did not stay up debate. till 4 a.m. It's a small distinction. I was up till 4 a.m. <laughs> oh not doing much but drinking. I woke up and social to media exists. Emails, 48 emails with... Because this this proves you, I still have the the settings that you email me if you respond to my post. Because I so never engage in debates <laughs> that that's never a bad thing. <laughs> right, I I'm never get that way. much email. I get, I get I get a few like, hey, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Those are my type of responses. <laughs> right. I, get. I, I got forty-eight emails. Oh my god! And it was just from two people. Uh, at, at one point, I was angrily parsing someone's what I felt was a misunderstanding of the theory of natural selection, which yeah. tells you a lot about where wow, this Wow, this thing went. went pretty fucking On that note, deep. deep. Really, really misunderstands Wrong the theory of natural way. selection like most people. But that's neither here nor there. But now I, I actually do kind of want to talk to talk to it about you guys. I want to get off my Facebook thread part, although that was yeah. funny. And I, but but Paul, wh- how did you feel when you heard Colbert was taking oh, yeah. over? The uh, I have the same Letterman feeling. Show. I think I think it's I think he's probably best man for the job right yeah. now. Everything to me uh, makes sense for CBS for sure. Yeah, like he already has an eleven thirty audience. He's already under the Viacom umbrella. Comedy Central can't be thrilled about it. I mean, they. I mean, Comedy Central is literally losing. That's their cash cow. Millions and millions of dollars because you're not going to replace him with someone equally marketable for for years for them to build up anything close to what Gobert built up for ad value. But mm-hmm. that being said, it's all one company. Big Brother takes care of Little Brother somehow. I'm sure down the line, it makes total sense for CBS to take a guy who already has proven has a proven audience at 11:30 that likes him. Mm-hmm. I get that. Keep going. But at the same time, I feel exactly like you do. It's going to end one of the most original, outrageous parodies that has gone on for a decade now, close to, right? Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't even make it now. That's the other thing about <coughs> it. No, it couldn't, like, it couldn't fly now. Cable news ratings are in the toilet right now. So if you pitch right. anything that parodied cable news, no. everyone would, sh- would be like, why the fuck and, should we make it? And how, how would... How would you even approach another show like that? Like, I'm even racking my head, like, what is the next thing you would parody? How would you try and do it? It would come off cheesy. It would come off weird. And and, 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 people, also and people are so hypersensitive now. Like, it's already catching that point where he can't even do his bit properly anymore from that whole tweet well, thing and I, stuff like that. I, I think it's also dependent on the fact that the worldview that he's parodying. I hate saying that word. Parodying, parod, yeah, I can't. That he parodies the worldview that he parodies, mocking, is predicated on that things are black and white. Right. That there is a right yes. way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things, and the world is divided into liberals and conservatives, and that's it. Right. And and that was ascendant for a while. That yeah, know, and and it's sort of not. Maybe it's you know it's we're it's all tired of it. Yeah, yeah, people are tired of it, and uh, it's understandable to want to walk away from the character because again, part of the humor was. I mean, he was literally modeling the show at least initially on O'Reilly's show. Yeah. yeah. You know, the 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 
talking points thing or whatever it was, the word for Colbert the is word. the word uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. And like the fact that now those shows aren't as important, not they were ever important, but you know, that not, they're not nearly as watched, not as watched. It's less funny. No matter how well he does it, it's less funny. So I understand wanting to move on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, d- I, I, I do understand wanting to move on, uh, although no one was tired of it. There's a no, notion the, of like, the how bit, long could he possibly keep doing it? And I was like, before this Letterman thing popped up, no one was talking about this Colbert thing's getting old. No, the bit still Nobody works. Nobody said it. I was tired. And he's just it. got he's just got clearly a very strong crew behind him. Yo, not to mention his ability just on the fly. He's just great. But the writers and people behind him are top notch. Definitely, definitely top notch. But that also brings me to my possibly negative point number two on it. Which is get ready, Twitter. You know, uh, it's really hard to strike lightning twice. It's really hard to do a kick. This is a good point, but he's not—he's not announcing that he's moving to another network to create something different with a different style of character. He's taking over the late show, right. David Letterman, which admittedly is not the original late show. It's on CBS. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It is a pretty established thing. No, and then from and, Colbert's... And, I, and I, I'm guessing, like the two of you, there were, uh, when I was really young, at least before Conan, Letterman was one of the funniest things I've ever. That's the ever, best. I, mean, man. I watched Definitely. it all. The Started time. my love. Chris of, Elliott. Of Chris, Chris Elliott, Elliott on yep. David Letterman. So good. Melted my brain. The a guy bit. under the stairs. Well, I, I, I will. <laughs> so I will, good. I will actually concede. I will concede that point. I will say yeah. you're right. He's taking over something that now, is. Now, that show different. was on NBC, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the one I'm. Speaking of, you know, yeah. Letterman, all that, we all know that history, but but still, it's essentially he's taking over for that guy. There was a thing that I did not want to get into with, during my during my during my big social media fight, but but was right. people saying like he could just do something revolutionary with that show too, like he could do something amazing uh, okay, with I that show how, too. I see how you're making a connection between that and that you won't straight lightning. I don't think he'll do anything revolutionary. Letterman's no, 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 show, Letterman's show was revolutionary at the time. Then correct and. And so it's time for another sea change, and he's the be- best man to possibly front that. I'll tell you why that bothers me. It bothers you that he's coming in to possibly try something no, revolutionary again? The or thought what? that everyone is having that he can, that perhaps he can do something as revolutionary as Letterman. Oh, I agree. I, it yeah. is both. One is that Letterman did it. Mm-hmm. No one had done anything it's like done. the Colbert Report. There was no mm-hmm. other parody of, of news shows. The Daily Show is a straight-up. Uh, comedic take on the news, but it was not a parody of a news show. And it also implies that Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel have been doing the status quo. And that is Agreed. anything but the uh, case. Absolutely. Right. They both the really put their mark on These stuff. two fucking retired two titans out of nowhere. I mean, Leno and Letterman were just totally unchangeable. No one even wanted that shaken up. And all of a sudden, two guys started doing really cool shit with the talk show format that fucking threw these guys into retirement. Two guys, two titans that have been there forever are, are retiring or forced to retire. One's retired, one's forced to retire. And, and those people were considered the total standards forever, not because of, uh, uh, you know, not because of a necessity, but because of two guys heading up their shows were doing something cool. The fact that Jimmy Kimmel started doing really cool shit with his monologue and getting, and getting into the social media elements and then fi- Fallon followed suit and doing cool things with celebrities and also getting his celebrity stuff and his parody stuff all over the internet. I mean, they suddenly made Leno and Letterman look like dinosaurs to imply that a third person can come in and all of a sudden revolutionize that. Right. That's a lot is to ask. fucking crazy talk to me. A lot to ask. Especially since several other people have tried to do it. I mean, there, there's several other talk show hosts that tried very hard to do what... Yeah, Kimmel yeah. and, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they've yeah. done it. 
Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah, Pat yeah. Sajak. The guy who wrote the, the great soup kitchen episode <laughs> from Seinfeld. I, I will say this though. Not that you're intentionally yeah, not that you're intentionally that? doing this, but you mentioned Chevy Chase and that guy. Yeah. I will say this, as much as I am a fan of Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and so yeah. on. I mean, I a story was related to me once, like uh directly from someone, uh about um I think it I don't have the details, right? I hate doing Here this. But go. no, but it was uh, that Adam McKay went on stage for the first time at Second City with Col- Colbert. And Adam McKay had said vocally to people, he was unapologetic about saying, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. He said, I went on stage with a guy and I was like, oh, we're in his show. Oh, yeah. Like he literally was like, holy shit. And and having seen tapings of the Colbert and ha- he comes out and like, I, you know, he comes out and speaks to you not in character and says, yeah. just so you know, this is the last time you're going to hear my voice from here on. It will be this guy. And uh, and then he doesn't make he or well it's about to end so he did an amazing thing where he would say if you have questions for me yeah now's the time and it was but uh, and then having watched him sort of transform into the character and do that in person he's he's astonishing yes as a performer and now those other guys as good as they are and as much as I like those shows neither Kimmel Kimmel nor Fallon or anything anything like that sure and and let me f- now now with yeah. all that in mind let me fine tune my hedge <laughs> let me fine tune my hedge here. Stephen Colbert is fucking brilliant. I've I've met him. Yeah. Uh, he is the nicest fucking guy in real life. He is the funny. He's a very funny, fast motherfucker. Super smart and super aware. He understands who he is and the product he presents as a comedian all the time. And he and if the, and and you and 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 actually the Colbert Report character is actually like thirteen characters that he switches to and from his perspective that have degrees of winking, right. degrees of knowledge, degrees of, of perspective. Uh, he, he is really the slickest And And what you end up seeing guy. is very deliberate. Yes, and everything is totally deliberate on purpose. Excellent point. It's just that I want people to acknowledge how tall of an order this is. Oh, yeah, I would, I would agree. But then yeah. again, I don't think... I bet if we really searched, you won't see him or anyone who works with him say, we're going to revolutionize. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's me responding to you. Thrown at them. Well, I mean, and part point. of it, too, aren't we looking at the end of these things anyway? Cable in general, mm. national broadcast networks, it, unified no, voices. I don't think so. No? I, 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 also, I, I also think people get pretty hip with that, <laughs> too. I actually <laughs> because no like yeah so it's so like Chelsea Handler right yeah her name came up a lot and she talks about how on her show like she has to address entertainment because her talk show is on E right mm. and so like all these cable channels they all have these these really cool shows but they all have to choose a lane so to speak fragmentation fragmentation a demo something along those lines I'm just gonna keep repeating what Eric says because it makes <laughs> me sound smarter and so. We do still, regardless of uh, the media becoming a total gray area of how we access it, we still, at the very least, we still rely on the networks to paint the broadest strokes. Yes. So, like, if there's a show, a talk show, that can have on the very best of whatever, whether they are an actor, a director, an Olympic athlete, a news-making hero, um, a really cool variety act, a, 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 a breaking hip band, if we want that to always be under one umbrella, we are going to rely on a network to bring that under one umbrella. I don't think I would turn on Chelsea Handler to find out the newest rap band. Mm. I don't think if a guy survived by tr- sawing off his own arm, 
I want to see that uh, interview on on Reggie Watts's show on AMC, right? Like we 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 let like if no matter what the n- news is, if someone's going to confess to a political scandal, if someone's going to cop to uh, you know their time when they get out of prison with a new book. Um, there's certainly certain shows that will will let that happen. I, on. I might uh, offer another possibility that that's already happening. That the okay. equivalent of the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, where everyone saw that last night, whatever that was. Yeah, I, it might be people sending it to each other. Oh, without a doubt. Which yeah. is, which is without a doubt. But I don't I don't mean sending each other to a link to a place to watch a thing. It's here is this 45 seconds that everyone on Earth within the next 12 hours is going to watch and then be forgotten, which is a very. No, I mean, that's kind of what Fallon was relying on. Yeah, yeah. yeah deliberately. No, no, no. I mean, so maybe I'm missing your point. Oh, no, no. What I'm saying. Be. No, what I'm saying is that like, but it still happens. The source, I think, is still considered. That's where we differ. Uh, no, I'm saying oh, no, 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 I'm agreeing matters. with it. I see what you're saying. I'm saying, saying that like right. I like when Bruce Springsteen was on Fallon. Who? Bruce Springsteen. I'm kidding. The greatest rock and roll musician <laughs> in the history of rock and roll. Um, uh, you mean Robert Pollard? <laughs> I'm talking I think about. You, I think you. I think the name you're looking for is Robert Pollard. I'm talking about honorary supreme commander of New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen. I'm talking about guided by voices frontman and most <laughs> prolific artist of our generation, perhaps of the millennia, Robert Pollard. This is a side of Paul that I have never seen. I would not have pegged you for a guided by voices person. Really? I would no. not. I would I've seen them four times in you concert. You have friends and make eye contact with people. I'm just saying. Whoa! I'm a big, Whoa! Every, I'm a giant. I'm kidding. I'm a giant. I know. I love guided by voices, but I swear to God, like that, you want to like most people. That's not. I agree. Eric. I've never go-to. seen Paul so wrong about something he believed in. <laughs> Well, I'm Kidding. from Kentucky. No, but let's be honest, Paul. Let's They're be honest. Guided by voices. Guided by voices is recommended to you by record store clerks. Like that's <laughs> that's no, how I'm that's how I it got them. Yeah. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I was lucky enough to get record, on. I don't like making on eye contact. On, uh, I'm not, that wasn't a dig. I'm just. I I got into guided by voices enough to have conversations with women because I knew that would help me get laid. Really? Guided by voices? Yes. Huh. The chicks that I want to get laid with. Yes. Fair enough. Oh, you've told me about that. You've told me about that. That's true. You're at any given moment. Paul can set up a drum circle. Oh, no, sorry, Matt can set up a drum circle. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go even deeper. I I was a I was a college kid in the '90s, so I had enough go. drums in my basement so that I could have a drum circle <laughs> whenever I wanted. The, this came back to haunt me in many ways. Oh, I'm sure. You'd be Most up all recently, night. I was at a party and a woman was carrying around uh, uh, an iPad and was like, "Hey, uh, when I say like uh, college or high school." Like, what album pops into your head? And I was like, oh, uh, Rusted Roots. <laughs> she looks it up, presses play, and the whole party just starts slamming, like, <laughs> Rusted Root. Like, ding, And I was like, oh, fuck. This is a embarrassing nightmare. I do not own that album anymore. Um, you outgrew anyways. Rusted Root? I, uh, yeah, believe it or not, I can't seem to find them really? on my playlist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in college, when Ta- I saw... The timeless saw, Rusted Root? When I saw Santana jam with the Dave Matthews Band jamming with Bella Fleck, I had my hippie boner that was so huge, so <laughs> waving so high. So wait, I'll, I'll get us back on track. You were, this, this is totally my fault for messing with Paul about Guided by Voices. You were saying You haven't about messed, no, it's fine. It's just Guided by Voices, no, the best band. But I, I the biggest, in this, band. You were saying the source that we'll all go to for any of the, whatever the big thing is. Well, Fallon's big thing was that like more people watched... Bruce Springsteen on the Fallon show on the internet than watched it on television. Right. Right. 
you know, it was more watched the next day I than think, it was that night. I think that, that night. is. I, I do think that's just going away, though. It is we, that yes. we all watch a thing is going. But I away. don't think that means that the source of that material is becoming obsolete. I don't think mm. big I, network talk shows I can going see away. your Zero point. Thing. I can see your point because there are still events, people, and pools that it takes a network to get together. Yeah. Mm. Like watching well, Clueless also Gamer. that's where the money still is. Like right? I watch, right, that's what I mean. Yeah, and the internet is becoming the DJ. Like music is not going away. Like we're coming out of this curve and now we're figuring out how to monetize via the internet in a way that everyone is satisfied with. And now mm. we do want people to go on your Spotify's and your, and your, and your, and your um, you know, iTunes radio. And now we do want you looking up those songs instead of, instead of thinking that that's part of the problem. Now record companies are embracing that and making it part of the solution. So now the DJs are not your radio stations. They are the internet, right. you know. But that doesn't mean that you. We still want curators, we still want authorities, and we still want people to know about the shit that we're just figuring out. We still want someone to know more about that than us, right? And so, and to get that kind of level, you need network type money. Yeah, which is where the, the only place that money still exists. Yeah. It there's a few places internet wise where that exists right now. If Spike TV put in hundreds of million dollars into a talk show to have the biggest star, it would not carry the same weight right. as, However, as, as NBC, CBS hiring. CBS. However, <laughs> should Google or Yahoo make a big play to have a... They have they, they have a few times tried, and so but far, no real have traction. they really laid their foot down? Like, was their mm. first guest the guy from Guided by Voices, <laughs> Roman or Roland? Or Although, actually, no, <laughs> Robert no. Pollard no. is his name. Robert. His name is yeah. Bob Pollard. <laughs> So because that sends a message. You, you're, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's your All message. Of them. Balls in your mouth. There's your fucking message. I would tune into that on Yahoo. Oh. That's see. That's that's the other Welcome thing. Welcome to another episode of Balls in Your Mouth on Yahoo. Well, I'm Robert Downey Jr. When's it gonna happen? When's that gonna happen? When's right. it gonna be just straight up porn plus good entertainment? <laughs> My browser history. Right. That's what I mean. I was like. Um, <laughs> Uh, weeknights, eleven to two a.m. <laughs> there you go. No, no, no. I, uh, I last night watching the eclipse. Yeah. Actually, said that to my wife. I said that uh, this used to be TV. She looked at me like I was weird and which is normal. Yeah. But the, then I, la you know, you, I was like, well, well, this is how people used to watch TV. People watched the television the way because I realized everyone in my neighborhood because it could sort of Vegas is very quiet. Yeah, when you're, you out, can when hear you're not on the strip, outside chat. And I heard my whole neighborhood, and then I like looked over my. Cinder block wall we have around our house or whatever and like uh yeah, neighbors like had 20 telescopes people out, there, out. Yep. yeah and it was very late at night it was neat i did yeah awesome. i was i was in but la you know, that's how people watch watch mm -hmm. television fairly recently yeah mm -hmm. outside yeah. with telescopes yeah 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 <laughs> their neighbors televisions <laughs> that's how i've always watched tv <laughs> <laughs> we put the tv all the way across the house pull out our telescopes and watch everything from the backyard that's how it was supposed to be done that's, that's how Ben Franklin wanted it. That's how you do One it. One of the coolest things I've ever seen in a theater was I saw a production of uh, the Charleston Piccolo Pletto. Yeah. It was a production of Hamlet done with little plastic ninja figurines, and they only allowed like 10 to 15 people in, and you were given binoculars. And it oh, was that's one cool. Of the funny, it was meant to be funny. They did the text, but yeah. because it was little ninjas talking to each other and you were watching it through binoculars, it was one of the funniest things I've ever that seen. That sounds great. That is really it's a very great. abridged hammer. I love that. Yeah. I love did that. They, did the ninjas have any kind of moving parts? Were they just No, static? they were the ones you get in the 25-cent thing at the grocery store. Just little static little ninjas. By the way, the, the lunar eclipse, that it, it 
It happened at like 12.06 our time. The blood moon. The blood moon. Yeah. The lunar eclipse blood moon. How about 12.06? Social media was so over it right. by like 12.08. And then I was over people being over the blood moon by like Hasht- 12.09. Hashtag cancel the moon. Yeah, right. Like it was what so the what? <laughs> it was so annoying. Of people I loved like, it. I thought it was, about this fucking, it was cool. It was amazing looking. I woke my wife up to see it and she dug it, which I was lucky. She dug it. <laughs> it's a risk I took. <laughs> sometimes she's just like, "You get me up, I fucking murder you." I've heard this guided by voices album. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't listen. I to know my what Moe says when you plug she him into this part of the bar. Mu- oh boy, <laughs> she doesn't listen to my music. She doesn't listen to my music. That but took me a second. She does know. Making fun of Paul's figurine. When those Simpsons when those batteries go low, those things go bananas. <laughs> It scares the shit out of me some nights. Paul I'm has an ast- listeners. Paul has an astonishing. Oh, we talked about the last episode. So if you, if All right. See, I need I need you people there when we get our super special guest star to let them know. Well, I brought pictures okay. for her. So okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are going to be. We don't. Well, I'll just say it. We don't know when we're going to air it because uh, Rachel Bloom, who's a robot chicken writer and a uh, uh, um, a very huge uh, YouTube star. I There's cannot wait to talk nerd with her. Right. So she is going to be a guest on Penn Sunday School, but we are also going to have her come on this show. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, is I don't believe Penn and Godot will know a lot about gonna Robot quite, Chicken. Not going to quite. But they, but they, Yeah, but she does a song about uh, having sex with Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Right. And, and that's a huge song. They'll be all over that. They'll be all over that. And she is a big into science and skepticism and atheism. And, 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 uh, and so they'll be all over that as well. And not unattractive. And she is a, she's a beautiful lady as well. So uh, if you download this and you live in Las Vegas, we're doing a show with Rachel uh, this Friday uh, at the R-Square Theater uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, and she's going to do a lot of her concert stuff. We're going to do some improv, and she'll possibly hop in the mix with that as well. Yeah, that but was an impressive segue, man. Thank you, man. That thank you really so much. Honestly, like I was working on it like the whole <laughs> drive over, the whole drive over to the theater. I'll, I'll be at that show. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, anyways, and we are going to interview here, so you're going to get into nerd talk with with, with wait. Rachel. Can't um, wait. So excited! <laughs> I do think Google or Yahoo could properly launch a talk show. You're right that eventually some conglomerate. It hasn't happened yet, uh, but I do think uh, Netflix has made like a huge stride in in programming. Yeah, it's, it's just that that type of programming is amazing. You know, like real networks have to balance the, you know, their the budgets. Like they, they kind of most 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 networks, from what I understand, lose money on the really great shows that get them critical acclaim mm-hmm. and ratings, uh, and they make it up by like this bottom of the barrel stuff. You talk about the reality television and all the, the stupid the talk boo-boos. shows and the things that you hate honey are so cheap to produce. So much money that it, it I've never that it makes seen money an episode. I've never seen a full boo-boo. episode. I've seen some clips. I haven't even seen clips. But uh, you you're know missing what? out, dude. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking it's time for <gasps> for a little jock versus nerd. Bom, bom, bom. Ladies and gentlemen, give me your lunch money. It no. is Captain the football team. I'm Captain the chess club. In the war I'm the only member of the chess Person. club. What's happening? We've won. <laughs> All you We've guys just ripped off your sleeves, took off your glasses, and let your hair down, and suddenly you're getting laid. What's going on? That's how it works in dirt lad. <laughs> also, I'm Timothy Busfield. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't either. Is he in Guided by Voices? Basis for Guided by Voices. <laughs> Paul. He was Poindexter in the Revenge of the Nerds oh, movie. Oh, the yeah. violin playing, and yeah. then he was in 30-something... 
forget about it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. I do. It's well, funny though. Boy. Poindexter has become a term for, for a nerd, nerd, and yes. very few people know the origin the of the species. Of mm-hmm. Um, Paul, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. I got no problem with that. All right, so we're just talking about Netflix revolutionizing stuff. Sure. This is still kind of in the rumor zone, kind of, but I've seen concrete details that lead me to believe it is factual and actual. It's not. It's not. I don't think it is, Paul. Dude, I, it's going to break my heart. All right, well, I'm putting it out there as the ru- there's a rumor. I'll keep it in rumor then. There is a rumor that Netflix has picked up a beloved franchise gone before its time, and renewed it for a new 26-episode run. Uh, it could still just be all conjecture, but honestly, I've seen this so many times. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff about Bigfoot, too, but uh, who knows? Anyway, so this beloved science beloved fiction science franchise. Fiction franchise. Th- I, have to, I have to say, this is a good one, because this is what I bet most nerds or anyone even vaguely aware of nerd culture has heard these rumors or seen those links or whatever. And and I'm curious to know if Matt is will it get the <laughs> is it yes. the yep you Netflix got it is bringing v in back. fact yep with Robert England <laughs> reprising his role as he, the dumb alien Robert that everybody England is loved the drummer to hate. for Guided by Voices <laughs> <laughs> the I love drummer v for Guided by Voices gets replaced more than sides. It's I like really everybody. Not. I like V I like the V as a kid it's not V <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I liked V as a kid. This tells me uh, a lot about what oh, you were watching. Is it is it Airwolf? <laughs> I've just been rewatching Airwolf on Netflix. Yeah, it's not Airwolf. It, 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 it it's but Airwolf. Airwolf got remade. Do you remember when they redid Airwolf? No, I only remember the original Airwolf. They redid Airwolf and they fucked around. They didn't. They didn't have the money to hire uh, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> so the the fucking beginning of Airwolf, the reboot. Yeah. these assholes. They have the temerity to have a Borg 9 Fatalike walk into a, a helicopter at a great distance shot, wave to the heroes, and explode in the first two minutes of the reboot. It's like, well, I guess we don't have that guy in the show anymore. I just figured out what I'm going to post as a, on Fremont Street. I'm going to be a Borg 9 Fatalike. <laughs> An Airwolf era Borg 9 Fatalike. I'm Ernest Borg 9 from Airwolf. Done. Anyone want oh, a picture with me? Of course. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be any good unless you had your string. Somebody to be your string fellow. You'd have to have somebody to be your archangel. That's the most important one. Sub sub nerd versus jock. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Name the other amazing, like you know, technologically advanced helicopter show on the air at the same time as Airwolf. There were two. Easy. Softball. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's impressive, Paul. Blue Thunder. Done. Nice. This is hey, true. Hey. This is true. Let's top it off. <laughs> Which Saturday Night Live alumni had his had a role in there as Jaffo? Um Eddie Murphy. Nope. Joe Piscopo. Nope. Dan Aykroyd. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey had a role? Wow. Jaffo, just another fucking operator. <laughs> He was the back guy. He was he was the Bo- right. Borg Nine of the Blue Thunder. The guy that sat in the back going, amazing. "Yo, got your missiles ready, String. Amazing, missiles Paul. are ready to fire, String. 
We got target lock string. I've deployed the chaff string. We could not be further down that sort of old television wormhole, and you have an impression of the character. That's truly <laughs> incredible. I have uh, one more guess, and then you can tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. The original question. Let me tell you the truth. Johnny Quest. How is that a beloved fri- sci-fi franchise? That is a television cartoon. Oh, Give yeah, me yeah. a beloved sci-fi franchise. I was thinking of the last episode's question. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And that's from Come the on, 60s, you, you too. You still have one more guess. That's one more 60s. beloved science Jesus. fiction franchise. Oh, shit. Killed before it's time. Fans desperately you, you, hoping you, it will return. You're stupid not to note it. You know this. We've talked about this recently. Really? We've talked about people who That's are, true. You no, know, a specific person. That you know you this recent, motherfucker. Last time I was here, you, you told know that story. this guy, the star of this show. You know him. I know he him He was personally? a mentor. Yes. yes. Oh. Fat Albert and the gang. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know, I do know that you did hey, get away. Hey, hey. It's a science fiction show today. Uh, guess what, motherfucker? How am I gonna get the space-time continuum fixed so we can get back to the present? Uh, I'll be thinking there's a boy boy behold the bubba. Look, Mushmouth, Weird Harold, we we got some problems. Who knows the names? You know the name. Of course I, I know the name. It's the Cosby I knew Mushmouth, but the other no. Weird Harold. Amazing. What? I, I, uh, Everybody confuses Mushmouth and Weird Harold. They go, that guy that had the the the, the hat over his head. No, that's Weird Harold, not Mushmouth. Mushmouth. Yeah. I do actually know. No, because because of the very heavy hints we got at yeah. the end there. Mudfoot the bum. <laughs> right? Well, let's continue, trouble. Matt. Just let him go. Rudy. You and I, Matt. Just Little we'll Rudy. Keep. Or no, Rudy was, the, Rudy was the, the, the snotty kind of rich guy, right? And then who? And then Russell was the little bitty one. And then Bill was, of course, Bill Cosby. I know. And then who's the other one? Who's a the haunted other? house of nerd. Who's the right skull, now? tall, skinny one? I can't turn down the this corridor is, without Donald. This Donald was it? Donald. Donald. I think so. Donald was the tall, skinny one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dumb Donald. They call Firefly. Him. Bingo. Firefly. Circle gets a square. Take my land. Take my I cannot stand. Paul, quick, who's singing? That is, oh shit. Guided by voice. No, no, no. This is not the version with Whedon doing the track. He wrote it either He wrote way, it. But, but this is, um, who is it? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I know that I don't remember. I know Whedon wrote it. Boil the sea. You can't take the this sky from me. This is Freddie Young, Neil Young's cousin. Sings this yeah. in, yeah. I want to hear Neil Young do this song. I don't. <laughs> you can't take the sky from me. I said that knowing I would get to a few seconds later. That's what's wonderful. I, uh, please stop playing that music in my ear. So, Paul, what is wrong Paul, with you? Paul, this is how hopeful those of us that would like to see that show come back. I, I clicked on the link. And? A red screen with the font that Netflix uses that said April Fool's. April Fools. So it's from April Fools. It was from a while. I think it's the kind of thing people keep reposting. Now that was the one. I'm not kidding. That's what happened to me. If this, I mean, but no. think of the actors they'd have to get back together just to, to do d- but that. Why? Why? Just today I saw it again. Just today, and it struck me as very it's weird. It's how desperately people want that show back. I mean, honestly, what's well, always even funny Fillion is wants it back. I'll, and Nathan I and almost, every I almost shared that with my wife and didn't because was it not real? She'd be that heartbroken. I haven't shared it. I haven't yeah, shared I it on a post real. or anything because I have been Snopes that motherfucker. Every uh, every uh, every interview he does when someone says, "Are they going to do their Firefly?" He always <laughs> says, "Would you hear something?" 
Right. Like, it's a really funny response. Yeah, he's he great. Gets into it. At this point, he could pay for it himself. Well, part of it. Uh, it is not true. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true. Sorry, Paul. But it, I feel like that's the most traction it's had in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's people want people want Netflix to save all of their favorite shows, and and I think one one of the things uh, I don't think Arrested Development did anyone any favors, and I think this is this is a tough thing to talk about. It is a tough thing to talk about. I agree, and I love the Arrested because Development. you feel God, like when it came back, show. it was. Not uh, as strong. I'm just talking facts. I'm not talking about me, my opinion of it. I'm saying, as I enjoyed um, some of the new Arrested Development episodes, I think it's really hard to bring back the old gang and do a really good episode of something. Uh, I think it's wh- writer, you know, from writing, you know, once you get characters out of your your head, it's really hard to get their voices back in properly. Sure. And I think that for a science fiction show, maybe it's different because there might be some kind of really good source material that they, they can, can accomplish with it or, or, or forward it in time in a way that's satisfying. You right. Don't, you don't want to see like a prequel to Arrested Development. Well, a lot of those characters were done and dead by yeah. the end of it anyway. So, But the true. biggest thing about Arrested Development was the process. And this is where we're... we're, we're, we're it, it was a Whedon show. People died. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Arrested Development, they, they couldn't get everyone uh, available at the same time. Right. So they f- you, they chose episodes to focus on certain people, which really significantly changed the rhythm ah. and the way that the, 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 the any, episodes any See, now this out. is the one weird spot where I diverge with almost all my comedy friends. I'm not an Arrested Development fan. Get out of my podcast. I know. Pack I know. your shit and leave. It's weird. Um, that's fine. So uh, you've, you've made a horrible mistake. Well, what can I say? <laughs> No, well, no, I, I put on your eyeliner, put on your "Gotta Buy Voices" CD, and don't yeah, watch eyeliner, the rest of the development. Eyeliner goes with GBV. What the <laughs> fuck? Is, oh my god! No, I'm not talking about. I'm, they have a vaccine for that now. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. I'm gaining fans and record, followers. I'm gaining John, fans and followers right record, now. Serious, I have, hardcore. I have nothing, I have nothing that fans. anyone can follow me on, but I, I am a huge fan of Guided by Voices. Right, I every am. rational person is. No, they're good. They're good. They're, honestly, I'm, I'm lucky to have the, my oldest sibling is a, is an older brother who was hugely into music, so I had that lucky thing of being like 13, getting introduced yep. to the Ramones. Yep. So like, yeah. Yep. You yeah. Found and some goodies. After and Springsteen, I consider too. listening to them as well. Um. <laughs> oh boy. Paul. Yes. What percentage of Major League Baseball players? are black two is that your guess that's my guess what is your logic on the two percent because that was the answer that was correct for what percent cheerleaders don't make no (laughs) 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 i figured there was some the answer was two dollars and 85 cents was the average (laughs) oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, but two was not so you think two out of every 100 Major League okay, Baseball players let me, let me think are about back. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when someone goes like, uh, guess how much I paid for this uh, expensive trip, and then I paid more than I've ever paid in my life, and then the, the guess is like way over it, so it makes the punchline yeah. harder. Because uh-huh. like, like by going two, no matter what, you've like torpedoed the entire angle of me revealing the truth <laughs> of the story. <laughs> Well, okay, but this shows you what my perception is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's Wade You're Boggs. You're like, see black people? <laughs> there's Wade Boggs. There's Ken Griffey Jr. That, that there's Bo, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Ah, there's Bo Jackson, Ken Griffey Jr. So far, you, you right now, you're 66% black. Right. Wade Boggs is white, isn't he? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Wade Boggs is very I just white. thought with a name like Wade Boggs. 
<laughs> not a lot of black guys with the first name Wade. I. This is how my Dwayne brain works. Wade. This is how my brain first works. Name Wade. I want to. I want to okay, check right. p- Matt's math. The sixty-six percent. That was really quick. Oh, thank you, thank it's you. The poker player there. There's a little. Odds. I can do quick odds. I can do quick odds. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, uh, so who uh, who are the other two guys? <laughs> the other two. <laughs> <laughs> the two black guys. <laughs> it's Ricky Henderson and Dave Winfield. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, 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 and then there's that guy that used to play for the Cincinnati. <laughs> I think you're still talking about Ken Griffey Jr. No, 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 no. No, Ozzy. If we Ozzy. wait, if we wait Ozzy. just like 15 there's more seconds, Ozzy. Paul's going to go. Ozzy Smith Ozzy Jackie, Robinson. Jackie Robinson, right? Was it Ozzy Smith? And then there's uh, Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> and who did he play for? Daryl Strawberry played for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Ev- almost everyone Paul has mentioned yeah. lent their voices to the Simpsons episode. I'm glad about you caught baseball. it because that's exactly where it's coming from. <laughs> the only reason I know these people is because I know the song. Ken Griffey well, Jr. Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had run it <laughs> with Homer Simpson batting all the while. Ken Griffey's tragic illness made us smile. I figured some that out early, early on. on. And was just talking letting softball, Mattingly and Canseco. Oh, I'm so glad you were here to call him on that, Jeffers. If he was not here, would you have called him? Steve Sachs, that? grotesquely swollen jaw. Ken Griffey and his running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy, and the straw. Yeah, that's how. That's the only way I know these people. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have copped to that if Jeffers didn't call you? On yeah, that? I was about to. <laughs> that's Switch, really the switching back to a nerd question. The credits of that are what? What visual is behind the credits? Because I'm kind of as big on The Simpsons as you. The visual when the credits are going? Yes. There's a specific image that made me laugh so hard the first time I saw that episode. Well, it's it's a it's a montage of the episode. No, there's like one it lands on one thing, him him falling down that endless hole. Oh, the the, the mystery spot? <laughs> the mystery spot. It ends on the mystery spot. Yeah. Ozzy Smith fell in the mystery spot, I think right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Ken right, Griffey's so. gigantism is my favorite. We still part need of it. an answer. Gigantism. <laughs> I haven't seen this in twenty years. <laughs> my God. He's been drinking nerve tonic. He's Burns gives him this whole timey nerve tonic and he gets gigantism. Oh. Actually, if you've not seen the episode, have you not? That is great. You no, 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 I love it. Oh, that's the best. I love that episode. Homer at the bat. Homer at the bat. Daryl Strawberry hey, kids, jumping up in the air, that. and this is the longest pause. Yeah, and everybody's, everybody, Daryl. Shave your sideburns, the famous <laughs> shave your sideburns. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what sideburns? Damn it, Mattingly, what did I tell you about those sideburns? <laughs> yes, just, he, Shaves his whole head he in the shaves circle. him all the way up. <laughs> he's just like, I've quit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, th- an actual percentage. Get rid of those side Mattingly. The actual percentage is 6 to 8%. 6 to 8? 6 to 8% percent of why Major is League it, Baseball. Why does it fluctuate from 6 to 8? No, no, no. no. Now, Paul's 2% guess does not torpedo that for me. That's way lower than I would have expected. It's not, way lower. Not be- uh, that low. Black athletes have stopped playing baseball. They don't play, they don't play a lot of baseball. And they're trying to figure out a lot of uh, uh, reasoning for it, and, and and people are actually trying to put effort into uh, finding the logic. Probably the things people yell at them from the bleachers when they <laughs> play baseball is why they're not playing. That's baseball why I'd stop. Are the I'm worst. Baseball fans are the worst. The worst. I think. The worst <laughs> of humankind. <laughs> Someone posted a thing earlier today. Speaking of how everyone watches the same thing, of ESPN happened to catch some fans taunting a batter. Yep. And I Dan Hugla, Philadelphia fans. And he hit a grand slam, and it's the best. Someone reposted it in super slow motion. Yeah, it's and really it's funny. Wonderful. It is it's wonderful. So he. I mean, everyone he, can relate he gets to that. In their face. He no, is, he, Dan Ugla was. He uh, throws the bad pitch. No, Dan, no, it was the hitter. Dan Ugla. Uh, 
who's been a very overpriced signee because he's been terrible right. all year, like basically unwatchable this season. Okay. Philly fans are notoriously terrible to anyone visiting. They're mean. They hit, they hit, famously hit Santa Claus with a nice ball during an Eagles-Giants game. <laughs> right, the Eagles are yeah, always yeah. throwing batteries. And the Eagles supposedly has uh, a courthouse in its, in its stadium. But um, What? Yeah, yeah. For arraigning people quickly? Yes. <gasps> uh, that's a rumor, though. I have no idea if that's true. I thought it was a jail. A jail. Yeah, I think it's, I think they, it's rumored I, that they have a jail. I don't know why I imitated your drawl on that. You said jail. Jail. <laughs> two sentences, and I <laughs> went with jail. that. I was like, you're correct. A jail. Netflix they, is producing a series about that jail. Do they still have the dog fight jail. ring? <laughs> 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 no, that just got signed. The dog ring just got signed to the Jets. The dog fight <laughs> ring just got signed to the Jets. Okay, good. Just so long as we're clear. <laughs> wow. So uh, you think it's because of the way the fans? Part of it. And part of it is just, you know, culturally, the basketball and football have become what well, you, you know, we become what we see, right? Yep. And uh, what we have access to. Well, yes, but also, but also, what we, c- you know, if you see it, if you saw, like when we were growing up, we did have people like Ken Griffey Jr., who were huge stars, video games, posters, all that kind of stuff. So of course, young people are going to try and emulate that. Yeah. So uh, there's just not hasn't been a big, the biggest star athletes, which would be our role models. Not even about like not necessarily I, about precise, not about race. Just we we need another hour. I don't. I might strongly disagree with you, Paul. I I don't think it has as much to do with role models role models as it does access. I'll grant you, there's not a bunch of baseball park sized places to play in a lot of inner city stuff or or any of that kind of thing. There's that part of it too. There's many factors going into this, but I think a big part of it is, oh, I could make two two million dollars. A game, you know. I see. I see the Miami Heat. Yeah. No, I'm you, gonna, mean, you I'm can gonna make the most money as a baseball player. That's what the strange part. You do put the make more easiest with money to make. Really? They have. Is that because they have a longer contract? Has to do with the structure of. They the play 162 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, their contracts are guaranteed. Wow. Football has notoriously like the worst. Yeah. Uh, both. It is the worst uh, money in terms of guaranteed money, and it also is very hard to become a star, a recognizable star, because you wear a helmet and giant pads. Sure. And, well, and and it's not as much about individual accomplishment, right? right? I mean, that's yeah, a yeah. safe bet. But I have a theory about it that no one has talked about. I'm going right. to break it for you here, here on the Matt and Manley's Ice Cream Matt's Social. Matt's theory. It is very... Um, there's not as a def- as easily defined path to becoming a professional baseball player. It's very clear that you can play really well in high school and some college, get recognized and get drafted, and it's, and the draft in baseball is really inconsequential. And most of the time, it ends up in minor league contracts, and you have to travel around. And it's very hard to eke out a living as a minor league baseball player. So either people that are used to being dirt poor or people that have resources to supplement the, their endeavor to being a minor league baseball player. It's it's a really weird path. You have to literally travel around the country getting paid very little um, with is to, that to make still it into the, the major league. That is still the only real route is to play in the minors for a long time. It's very rare that you get drafted and just shoved into a major league baseball wow. team. And so it's just the hassle of it. Yeah, I think it's just the really structure hassle. I think it's like I think you have no clue how many years it's going to take. You have no idea. You, you could test that much. theory. Yeah, I mean, if you had access to the demographic data you'd need, yeah. you could test that theory. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd no, and you, there's a, there's a point to the fact that like it's very hard to find baseball fields that are kept. Although, up although on and a lot of like I, I, one of the 
one of the few one of the few sports I know anything about is definitely like I probably fall into the nerd camp of the nerd versus jock. But I've gone to a lot of baseball fields, like a lot of people in any city I've lived in. I'm on regular. Yeah. I lived near relatively near Wrigley when I was in Chicago, and I'd go because Wrigley is amazing. But like you can have a lot of fun in minor league park. Oh, and, it, and it's actually affordable. Go see the Diamondbacks in Arizona if you can afford uh, two. Go, yeah. Well, yeah, like, go, whereas, see, like, go I, see the Area 51s. Yeah, I went on you from Charleston, South Carolina. The, Bill Murray co-owns the River Dogs. Like, it's great. You can see a entire game, enjoy a hot dog and a, yeah. and a soda, and buy a souvenir at a 51s game for the price of one beer at Yankee Stadium. That's, uh, yeah, that's insane. I'm not even exaggerating. For $18... <laughs> Eighteen <laughs> for a 18, beer? It's eighteen dollars. Yeah. Eighteen dollars for a beer in Yankee Stadium for certain beers at Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's like not Vegas nightclub prices, <laughs> but that's it's close. Bad. That's <laughs> it's close. At, Mar- at Marquee, the Cosmo would be like twenty-eight for, oh for that God, same beer. Incredible. No, no, uh, um, insane. No, but it's it's crazy. No, and and the thing is that like yeah, there's there's it takes it takes eighteen kids with gloves and bats and balls to throw on right. a backyard it's a baseball lot of, game. It's a lot you of know, equipment. It takes it's a ten lot of kids with one basketball to play a basketball game. Same thing. It takes a football and any and any even number amount to play football in the street. It's the same thing. My wife and I were talking about this exact same thing about uh she showed me the Shakira video for her uh theme song for the World Cup that she did last year. And I guess she's doing it again this year. And and you know, Anne was just like, Why do you think soccer's just not so big here in the States? And I'm like, well, I think it's it's got some following here, but I think it's so big in every other country because of ease of access. All you need is a ball, one ball singular, yeah. no other equipment. That's it, a ball, and you have a game. And that's Lance a- Armstrong said that. <laughs> All you need is one ball. <laughs> We are way over time. I think and we're gonna go on. Nowhere that. to go from there. <laughs> that was amazing, guys. I want to thank Eric Jeffers for stopping by the ice cream social. Eric, thanks for being here again. And uh, we said we'd have you back, and we did. So stop writing us about it. Um, <laughs> I want to thank Audio Guy Jacob, the big man Pendulette for 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 sanctioning this endeavor, and across of me, uh, guided by comedic voices, Paul Mattingly. Yes, and uh, over here. Lance's diseased, <laughs> lost cancer-riddled testicle, Matt Donnelly. If you can't make fun of a cancer survivor, who can you make fun of? Hey, he's the one to make fun of. <laughs> he's the guy because he's apparently a real dick. He was kind of a real dick. Right. Yeah. I've heard some real stories about him. Yeah. Protecting his legacy. That cancer ball held all his nice. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> they got the wrong one. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's been scientifically proven that one of your two testicles contains your nice gene. And if it goes goes south, you're an asshole.